In a location somewhere between Lincoln, Nebraska and Secaucus, New Jersey, lies a very spooky town. So spooky that it's scary. Welcome to Scary Town. Chapter the third, in which I awake in a prison and the conspiracy becomes annoying. first thing I noticed when I came to was the smell. A strange mixture of pee and wet cement. Where was I? Why had I come here? Why did someone pee on wet cement? Was the cement made entirely with pee? Sadly, as my eyes adjusted, both the reality of my situation and the bizarre circumstances that led up to it came into full view. I was in a prison cell, having gotten there due to a betrayal from a woman named Laura who I thought was my friend. I met her through the Butterman, an odd fellow from the town of Scarytown, where I was currently looking for my girlfriend Janice, so I could break up with her in person, like a gentleman. Was it convoluted? Yes. Yes, it was. But much like the floors of my prison, which were curiously made of still wet cement and pee, I had no choice to accept it, no matter how stupid or bizarre it may be. In prison, there's not much to do but self-reflect and use the toilet. The two actions have a lot in common. They both produce a lot of shit. Sadly, in prison, only one of them feels good. And that's the self-reflecting. Have you tried pooping in a cell? It's gross. And the toilet paper they give you is one ply. You have to bunch it all up to get any sort of action going on. I recommend holding it in if you can. I guess it kind of depends on the length of your sentence, so use your best judgment. Well, I guess if you used your best judgment, you wouldn't have been in jail in the first place, but you gotta start getting it together sometime or another. Don't become just another statistic, people. Anyway, hours turned into days, and days turned into three days when I received an unexpected visitor. Wake up. Uh-huh. And pull your pants up. You fell asleep on the toilet. Zuh? You're on the toilet. Your pants are at your ankles. Your anus is loose, and you are mid-shit. As I opened my eyes, I discovered the mysterious voice was exactly right. I had fallen asleep on the toilet, with a turd dangling lifelessly from the hairs of my butthole. Embarrassed beyond belief, I squeezed it out quickly, pulling my pants up, sans wiping. I had nowhere near the time to get any kind of action going. Laura? That's right. Come on. I'm here to free you. But you double-crossed me. Dreadfully sorry about that, love. But I had no choice. The Institute has to believe I'm going along with their plan. You work for the Institute? I'm on the board of directors. Wow, that's high up. It's more of a title than anything. Good health plan, though. Vision and dental? Oh, yeah. Guess what my deductible is? 3,000. Lower. 2,000? Lower. No way, it's less than a grand. It is. Wow. Yeah, I don't care how evil they are, you gotta stay for those bennies. I know, right? They even pay for massage therapy. What are you doing here? A horde of Thai women should be tucking your underwear into your butt and rubbing down your thighs. As nice as that sounds, I have business with you. I'm actually a double agent for the resistance. How does that work? You're a very public resistance member. You were just on the cover of Resistance Monthly, a magazine for all who oppose corporate oligarchs. I know their circulation isn't what it used to be, but people still flock to newsstands for the swimsuit issue. The Institute is fine with that. They believe that I'm a mole in the resistance, working as a double agent for them. But in actuality, I'm a double agent for the resistance. Take a look at this issue of Institute Quarterly. 
I'm one of their 30 double agents under 30. You're under 30? Jeez, I feel so unaccomplished. You have to run your own race. I hear that. Just look at Marin. I told you. I don't listen to podcasts. But you knew who I was talking about. Yes, I'm a fan of the IFC show, Marin. Who isn't? Anywho, I murdered all the guards, so getting you out of here is going to be a piece of cake. You murdered them? Snap their necks. It was painless, really. Really? No. But enough dilly-dallying. You need it at the crash site. What crash site? As Laura escorted me out of my cell, we stepped over a trail of bodies and pools of blood. Have you ever wondered why the Institute is so powerful? Honestly, no, not at all. Isn't that scary? I'll just tell you. The Institute is using alien technology from a crashed alien mothership. There are aliens now? There's always been aliens. If we can cut the Institute's access to alien technology, we can cripple the Institute and shut them down once and for all. What about turning all the miners into slaves to power their plants? We dealt with that already. You did? Yeah. You were locked up for three days. You're not the center of the universe, pal. I feel so small. Mm-hmm. I'll lead you to a transport vehicle, but that's as far as I can take you. Why can't you go any further? I don't want to. Hold on, there's someone coming. As a guard turned around the corner, Laura pushed me aside. The guard reached for his gun, but Laura was faster. She grabbed his neck and slowly and deliberately twisted it in unfathomable, unnatural ways. And pop goes the weasel. Help! Oh, ow, help! Oh, my fucking neck! Have you heard about the brand new dance? It's called the twist. What? Ah, no, you're slowly breaking my neck. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Just do it faster. Like the early outs rapper, Twista? Ow. Let me help you. I don't need your help. It's really a snap. Ah, no, it's not. It's so slow. If I just move it myself, hold on. There we go. Why do I have to go to the alien crash site? Because you're the only one who can talk with aliens. How do you know that? Because you spoke with the Butterman. Butterman is an alien? Yes. Do you think someone as weird as that is human? But he told me a completely different backstory. Was it totally fucking batshit insane? Yes, very much so. Does it make more sense that he's an alien? Yes, sadly, it does. But wait, if you can't communicate with aliens, how did you know Butterman's name was Butterman? What else would I call a man constantly eating butter? Wait, did he tell you his name was Butterman? Yes. Wow, how uncreative. Hey, that guy's dead. As we walked outside, Laura's transport vehicle was waiting. Laura opened the door and hurried me inside. She buckled me in tight like I was her little child. Now you have a good time at the alien crash site, okay? Play nice with the big boy aliens. Who loves you? Mama? Yes, she does. Our relationship dynamic had shifted quickly and dramatically. But to be honest, Baby didn't mind it one bit.
car finally stopped, the driver opened the door. With only a nod, he showed me the alien crash site. It was a 50-foot ship in the middle of a 53-foot field. All I could think was, if these aliens are so intelligent, why are they always crashing their damn ships? Am I right? These freaks can travel at light speed, but they can't parallel park? No respect, I tell ya. No respect. Okay, our next comic coming out to the stage you've seen on Kimmel and at midnight. He just won the award for most racist props at Just for Laughs in Montreal, and he's here just for your laughs tonight. Please give it up for Ray Romano. Thanks for having me. So I was going golfing the other day. <laughs> All right, so I'll give a bit of light. So, so I'll wrap up with this, okay? So, wives. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I approached the ship, unsure of what to do. Then, like it has happened so many times in my short stay in Scary Town, a familiar voice took me by surprise. Hey, it's me, the Butterman. Butterman? But I thought you were dead. I thought I was dead too. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. I knew I wasn't dead. I was wearing a butterproof vest. <laughs> Sorry, bulletproof vest. It just had a bunch of butter in it. I put the butter there. Just really slopped the whole thing down. I fucking love butter, my dude. Anyway, to be clear, I was wearing a bulletproof vest made of butter. You mean covered in butter? No, I don't. Then how did it work? Who cares? It did. Well, what are you doing here? Are you working with the aliens? Aliens? <laughs> That's what you think this is? Of course I do. There's a huge alien ship. I mean, have you ever thought about if these aliens are so intelligent? Why are they always crashing their damn ships? Am I right? These freaks can travel at light speed, but they can't parallel park? <laughs> no respect, I tell ya. No respect. Okay. Our next comic coming to the stage. There are no aliens. The truth is a heck of a lot more simple. I'm working undercover as an alien as part of a top secret operation for the US Army to investigate the Institute. What? Do I really have to break it down for you, sugar? There are no aliens. This is a decoy ship. But Laura said- Laura? From the Institute? Of course she thinks I'm an alien. I'm a little Institute baby. Everyone's an alien. My job offers pet insurance. Pet insurance? It's a sick deal, right? But I'm only pretending to be an alien so I can learn more about the Institute. My only boss is Uncle Sam and my boss at the army, Caitlin. She's a delightful woman. I hope you get to meet her someday. So acting like a lunatic who loves butter is a cover story for your work with the US Army. Close, but I really do love butter. I can't lie about that. Tried to once, didn't go well. Ended up eating a whole lot of butter. The rest of my unit got shot, but that butter, so creamy, so worth it. Have you ever had one of those days where you just keep asking questions that only lead to more questions? That's another question right there. 
But to answer your question, I... Uh-oh, they're here. Get down. Butterman dove in front of me, pulling me to the ground with him. A hail of bullets struck the alien mothership, which I suppose wasn't an alien mothership at all. Move in! Kill them all! But don't shoot the ship! If any of you guys shoot the ship, I'm gonna be so pissed, okay? Aim careful, and if you're not a good shot, don't shoot! Okay? Roger, I'm looking at you, man. Not to call you out, but you're just inconsistent. So just lay back. You have other stuff to contribute. Just the ship is really expensive, and I don't need you going all, like, eight mile on it. Yes, there were guns in that movie. What are you talking about? No, I'm not racist. Eminem's white. I'm going to leave it there. Eminem is white. As a squad of soldiers from the Institute swarmed on the ship, Butterman pushed me behind some nearby debris, and he pulled out a tiny pistol. What are you doing with that thing? Saving your cracker ass. Wow, I feel so cool. Butterman fired, and out from his pistol came a gigantic laser beam that completely incinerated the Institute troops. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I thought you said the aliens were a myth. They are. This is military technology. What the fuck is going on with our military? A lot of really cool stuff. Did you hear we have a cannon that can destroy your soul? My soul? Yes, the soul is real. And we can snuff it out. Amazing, right? We're giving that thing to 18-year-olds. Before I could answer, more Institute soldiers came from the clearing, firing back at the Butterman. As they advanced, U.S. Army troops emerged from the other side, firing back on the Institute. Bullets, grenades, and the occasional high-powered, soul-sucking laser beam were flying everywhere. It was total chaos. Find cover! We can't lose you! Why? Because you're the- As I'd come to expect in Scary Town, just as someone was about to give me vital information, they died. Butterman's head exploded. Inside that goopy pile of brain and skull was the missing piece to my puzzle, now lost forever and probably all of his memories of jacking off or whatever the hell he liked to do. Butterman! No! I looked up to find the origin of the blast. Two soldiers, one U.S. Army, the other Institute, each pointing their weapons at the Butterman. They turned to each other, confused. Wait, I thought he was with you. I thought he was with you. Well, he's not with us. Is he with the aliens? What aliens? You didn't know about the aliens? Oops, should I get my mouth shut? There are no aliens. I shouldn't have said anything, but I couldn't help myself. My friend was dead, and neither of these buffoons had their facts straight. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Is he with you? Not with us, is he with you? Think we'd let a guy with wimpy arms like that in the US Army? Hey, my arms aren't. Just as they were about to ice me out, a third group of men and women came out of the clearing. For the resistance! Foreign actor! Resistance scum! Oh no. Everyone started firing at one another, and I took that as my cue to exit. Fleeing the scene and looking for safety, I hopped inside the decoy alien ship. 
As I climbed aboard, a loud whirring sound overcame me. Before I could realize that it made no sense for a decoy alien ship to have an open bay door and an interior with a fully functioning computer system and leather seats, the craft up and left the ground. Where it was going, I had no idea. My only hope was that it was far, far away from Scary Town. But as the old saying goes, be careful what you wish for. You just might get abducted by aliens. That's how the saying goes, right? That's 100% the saying. What will happen to our beloved Nerida? Was the bottom man really an alien? Is that all of Ray Romano's stand-up act? Find out next time on Scary Town! It's a creative podcast network.